series today, believing God to come and do some incredible things today. Father, Lord, right now, Holy Spirit, would you come, fill our hearts afresh, fill this place with your presence. Lord, I ask today, would you demonstrate your power here today? Lord Jesus, that, that in our hearts and in our lives, that the, the power of the Holy Spirit would be on display in us today. So Father, we thank you that you're here, that you're softening hearts, that you're touching lives, oh God. Lord, in these next few moments, Lord, we give you our full attention. Lord, we give our, our ears to you. Lord, we give our eyes to see what you're doing here in this place. So Lord, we honor you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, in our series, Outpouring, uh, for the past couple of weeks, we've been exploring the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to encourage you uh, once again uh, to be filled with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your, in your life because it will change everything for you. And, and, and today we're going to build upon the past couple of weeks. <clears throat> Uh, and I'm going to suggest to you today that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, is not just about the gifts and the power, but it's also about fruit. It's not just about the power of the Holy Spirit, but it's about fruit as well. Come on, let's read from Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 22. Uh, it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is... And, and if, if, if you've got little children or you've been in children's ministry right now, there's a song going off in your head right now about the fruit of the Spirit, right? Yep, I might sing that to you later. Let's see how we go. Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things there is no law. See, these attributes of what the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit uh, now, now, here's the thing. I want you to know that there is one fruit. The Scripture talks about, when you read into the context here, and it talks about the fruit, it, uh, the word fruit is a singular word. So there's one fruit with nine characteristics, and those are love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5.22. I thought you were going to sing with me for a moment. Uh, they are results and the evidence of the Spirit's power uh, in, our, in someone's lives, and they are the attributes of the Spirit on display uh, in His people. This Tara Lee Cobble says this. She says that the fruit of the Spirit are the signature of Christ in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit are the signature of Christ in our lives. Now, now I'm not a great gardener. I don't kind of like spending time too much in the garden, but, but every now and again, Denise would ask me to, to do some weeding, right? And, and every, every uh, male knows that the best way to weed a garden is to get out the spray. You just like get the weed killer out and you spray, right? Uh, yep, there's someone over here that does that too. Great, I'm not alone. Uh, and so this one day, Denise asked me to, to, to weed the garden and, and to spray the weed, so I do that. It was a little bit windy, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, so, so I go out and I, I spray the weeds as well. And, and like 15 minutes, I'm done with all the weeds. They're just like, I thought, it's brilliant, job done. Uh, weeds, spray, finished. Uh, and, and so as the week rolls on, the, the next week we come back and, and, and you might know that, that Roundup works really well. After about a week, you start seeing the signs and everything that happens. And, and it was amazing. All the weeds were starting to go brown and they were dying off and... and some of her flowers over here were going brown and dying off, and some of her flowers over here were going brown and dying off, and there's a few bushes and things over here that were going brown and dying off. Now, now, lesson that I learned that day is it's not good to spray weeds when it's windy. 
uh, because wind seems to carry spray, and, and I, I, she, I, she has forgiven me, uh, which is great, but, but wind and spray, not a good mix. Good mix for killing weeds, but not, not a great idea in the wind when, it's, uh, when there's flowers about. Uh, and, and just recently, recently we, had, we just had a week in Rarotonga. What an incredible place for a holiday. Please go there. Uh, and, and, and it's an amazing thing how people in their gardens and their fruit trees they have, they, they have a, they'll have a house on their land and sometimes they'll have a whole acre and, and there's fruit trees on every uh, house lot, every section. There's, there's mango trees, amazing. There's pawpaw trees over the place. There's coconuts everywhere. Don't park your car under a coconut. Uh, and, but the, and then there's pineapples and there's bananas everywhere in this place. Like every tree has fruit on it. It was absolutely amazing to see. And, and they always have an abundance of fruit on their trees uh, because each tree brings forth its own fruit. Now, like a, like a tree bearing fruit, when we receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there's a particular fruit that begins to show in our lives or should begin to show in our lives. The fruit of? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Self-control, the signature of Christ in our lives and the fruit of the Spirit. Now, now here's the first thought this morning, uh, is is that fruit comes through connection. Fruit comes through connection, because a a branch removed from the tree cannot bring forth fruit. Uh, See, the fruit is linked and has connection with the tree to be fruitful. On Tuesday night, uh, you might remember if you were uh, at church last Sunday, I, I, I said I was going to come to the men's group last because I had a word on my heart for the men. And so, so I come on uh, 7 o'clock on Tuesday night to the men's small group that meets at church here and, and, and thought I was just going just to give a, a, a good word and stir the guys up and, and, and just really uh, encourage our guys. And I, I finished my, uh, what I had to say, what I felt the Lord was saying, and then, then some guys start to talk about the goodness of God in their life. And I thought I was coming to bless them. And I, 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 put, I think I received more from these stories that I heard of the goodness of God in their life. So, so this men's group that meets in our cafe, and one, one guy starts to, to tell his story how, how many years ago, over a decade ago, 13 years ago, his family disintegrated. He had quite a few children. And and, and in his life, the, there was, all these years have gone past and that they haven't, he, he was praying and praying and praying, God, would you do something? Would you, would you even get us together again at, at least? And, and, and you know, after many, many years, he, he, was, he was just talking about how he, he thought about giving up, that God, you weren't doing anything. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, his family all come together from all over the place. And he saw the goodness of God in his life. Where the, he, he, he almost like he'd lost hope that, God, what are you doing? Are you answering my prayer or not? And two weeks ago, he was able to say to us as a men's group, they all come together in this one place. And it was just like, wow, my, my, my tank started to get a little bit more filled up here. Oh, God, you're so good. And you, you, you've honored your word. And, and he stuck at it. And then there was another guy. Uh, so he, he kind of started everybody off. There was another guy who, who started talking uh, about uh, his work and, and how he's recently come to New Zealand. And, uh, and, and for a part of his job, he needed to do this, this program or this course, and it was quite a lot of money, and, and he didn't have the money. And, and it was kind of weighing on him. So last week, he, he came up the front here and, and, and got some people to pray for him because and, and he didn't know what he was going to do. And 
He gets to work the, the Monday afterwards and, and goes into the boss's office to, to say to him, look, I'm just not going to be able to do this because I, I can't pay for the course. He walks out of the boss's office with the fees all covered. It's, it's like the goodness of God. And, and I'm starting to like fall off my chair about here because this is only two in there and there's another bunch of guys with their, with their hands up wanting to testify to the goodness of God. And, and, and can I say just the connection that I felt in that room with, uh, with, with us, with this group of men, and with God right there in that moment, the connectedness and, and being encouraged and my faith being full, there was nothing like it. Man, if, if it, was, it was like, if, 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 I was a, if I was a cup, that would, I'd be overflowing. If I was a can of Coke, the lid was off, it would be pouring out because I was just like, this was amazing. The connectedness and the, and the strength of people coming together and the power of small groups. So if you're not in a small group, you need to sign up today because I, I was so blessed by these men and hearing their real life, dirty, messy, crazy stories and the goodness of God coming in changing hearts and changing lives. It was incredible. See, here's the thing. Oh, actually, thank you, Aaron, for, like, come on there. Uh, I wanted to, uh, Aaron Montier is, the, is our leader of the small group here, uh, been an absolute champion for men's ministry in this church for many years, the first small group that was ever started out of Pukekohe Church here when we, when we started. Can we give this guy a big round of applause? Uh, we, just regular, for, for many years, just just helping men, praying for men. So, so well done, Aaron. That was an incredible night. Keep it up. Keep it up. Now, if you have a gift, here's the thing. It shows God's grace. But if you have fruit, it shows connection and relationship. See, the truth is, is that you can have a gift and still lose connection. You can lose connection. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, it says this. It says, if I can speak in the tongues of men and angels but not have love. I'm just a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. And get this, I, I can even have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, that's incredible faith, but still not have love, I'm nothing. We can have amazing gifts and have amazing abilities and amazing skills, but if we don't have love, Scripture tells us we're like a noisy gong and we are nothing. See, if you have gifts of the, the Holy Spirit, but you are rude, or you're arrogant, or you're impatient, or maybe selfish or proud, or maybe you don't even like talking to people. Maybe you actually just don't even like people. I'm picking that there may be just a connection problem right there. See, everyone, we should desire. We should desire and pursue the gifts of God. And, but making the greatest connection and the pursuit of our lives, first and foremost, is our relationship with Almighty God. That's got to be number one. Have a strong connection there. But, but if you're looking at Galatians 5 and the list that we have there and you're fresh, frustrated with the lack of fruit, maybe it's time to relook at the connections that you have around you. Here's a question to answer. In my life, am I lacking fruit because I'm missing connection? Am I lacking fruit because I'm missing connection? You might notice that we've changed our service around today and done some of the things that we do, normally would do at the end, we've brought it forward because once again, I want to open the front of our church this morning after our service for you to respond. I don't want you to respond to me. 
I want you to respond to what the Holy Spirit's speaking and saying and showing you in your lives. So after our service, we're going to do that. So look out for that. The second thing is this, is that fruit comes through pruning. Fruit comes through pruning. And the process of pruning a tree is, is the removal of branches and excess. So in order that that tree may become healthier and more fruitful. Uh, pruning encourages strong growth. Uh, it increases fruit production and the health of that tree. In fact, if we neglect pruning trees, uh, it can lead to an unhealthy tree. John 16, verse 7 and 8, uh, it tells us this. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth that it is to your advantage that I go away. Uh, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the, convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. See, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit not only empowers us to live for God, to live our lives, he also can speak to us about our sin. He also convicts us of our sin. The things that we carry that is not of him, the things that separate from him, like, like here it is, it's like these big hedge clippers pruning bits off us. You'll see and you'll hear through Scripture where it talks about a pruning process. The pruning process is, is not there to hurt you. It's there to make you healthy. He has a way, if we let him, of working in our hearts and lives that we become more like him and bear the fruit of the Spirit. Now, what's your response to what I've just said right there about being convicted of sin? What's your response to the Holy Spirit, what he's speaking to you or touching in your life right now? Because so, for, for some, for some it can be like, like anger, like, why is that guy up there with the white shoes again saying the same old stuff every week? I wish he would just... Maybe it's pride. I'm all right. <laughs> I've got nothing to hide. Maybe it's to run. Maybe your response is to blame someone else. It wasn't my fault. It was that worse. How are you responding to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you into your heart right now. Truth is this, that fruit comes through pruning. So don't despise. Don't shy away from the corrective work or the pruning process of the Holy Spirit in our life. Here's the thing. The purpose of pruning is to produce the quality or to improve the quality of the roses, not to hurt the bush. Let me say it again. The purpose of pruning is not to it is to improve the quality of the roses and not to hurt the bush. See, the, the purpose of pruning in your life is to improve the quality of who you are in Christ. It's not to hurt you. And for some of us today, we, we look at this list. We look at this Galatians 5 list, and, and we don't see a whole lot of that in our lives. So can I encourage you? Can I encourage you that, that it's time to respond to the Holy Spirit and to let him prune some branches off our lives? It's, it's time for it because, because uh, in your life that are, that are actually causing a lack of fruit, it's, it's time. When you do, your life will be better. I talked to the guys on Tuesday night. We all uh, have this ability that when the alarm clock goes off in the morning to, to hit the number one button that was ever made in all of history. The snooze button. It's a fantastic button. It takes everything away. It changes the whole world for about eight minutes. And then you hit it again, 
and again and again until you really want to rip it out of the wall and just like stay in bed. Cat, can I say in the, in the spirit and with what God is saying to you, what God is speaking to you in your spirit right now, it's, there's no more snooze buttons. It's time. It's time to throw, throw your alarm clock away. Throw your spiritual alarm clock away. Today is the day. Now is the day. Because too many times we've become comfortable and we've, we've not listened or heard what God is saying to us. We press that snooze button. Come on, it, it's time. So, so for some of us here today, here's a question for you. Is the Holy Spirit wanting to prune something in your life today? Is the Holy Spirit wanting to prune something from your life today. Why don't you write it down between you and God right now? Holy Spirit speaking to you. What would be that thing that, that when I ask you to respond at the end of the service between you and God, not for me, but for you and God, where you can come up here in the quietness of your heart and say, God, take this. What would be that thing? What would be that thing? The third thing is this, is that fruit comes through pollination. Th- fruit comes through pollination. Now, there's, a, there's an amazing fruit here that is near and dear to many New Zealanders. Uh, you might not know that, um, and some people are fans and some people are not, but that fruit that seems to be the most amazing fruit on the whole planet, especially in New Zealand, world famous in New Zealand, is the fijoa. The fijoa. Now, now some, some, some love it, and, and some, I was going to say hate it, but don't like it. I'm on that side. I think fijoa is, uh, is places on the mantelpiece just for the smell, but you're eating those things. It's like soap, really. It has that soapy kind of smell, fijoa. So, so I, I'm not a lover of fijoas, and as many of you are here, so praise the Lord. I'm still praying for you. God is still with you. That's amazing. But the amazing thing about fijoas uh, is that down most streets and most suburbs of New Zealand that you can walk down, there will be fijoa trees growing on someone's back lawn or their front lawn. There's fijoa trees over almost every suburb around our country. And Pastor Steve Green, our senior pastor, his parents actually live in Pukekohe here, but when they got their new house, his parents bought him a fijoa tree and said this, like, because Steve is a, is a one of those people that loves fijoas, and he's on the other side, and so he absolutely loves them. So he took this tree, and as he's putting the tree in, the, in his car, uh, the fijoa, fijoa tree, uh, his mum said to him, now, now don't forget to buy another one. And Steve looks at this tree and said, well, what's wrong with this one? Why do I need another one? Uh, and his mum said to him, because mums know the best, uh, his mum said to him, it needs another fijoa tree in order for it to produce. You can't just have one on its own because it needs others. It needs others. See, fruit doesn't grow in isolation. Fruit doesn't grow in isolation. It grows in community. Nothing in, in God's kingdom outs, uh, is, is outside of community and of relationships. See, see, that means that our church here is likely to get a, a whole lot more fruity over the weeks ahead that this church will get a whole lot more fruity. Why? Because people who display and produce the fruit of the Spirit help others to do the same. Love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, self-control. See, if you're looking at Galatians chapter 5 right now or that list and you're, you're wondering why aren't people, uh, why aren't you producing that kind of fruit, my suggestion to you is this, that ask yourself this question. Who am I planted next to? Who am I planted next to? Who 
am I listening to maybe? Band, you guys could come. That would be, that would be great. See, here at Elam, we're, and we're, we're a church that will do everything we can to, to help you find community. And we're a family here, and we do life together. And we're a church that will do everything we can to, to help you to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose, to, to make a difference in, in, in others' lives and using the gifts that God has given you. And, and so we've got an easy step process to, to help you find connection and firstly, can I say, the first thing that I believe that will help you in connection and finding and discovering the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and with others is first things, make Sunday a priority. Make gathering a priority. We've had a crazy couple of years and it's been so easy to, to lie in bed and watch things online and, and, and those are amazing things and, and God bless online, it's been fantastic. Uh, but there is something different to being in the room where, where we, we were chatting, we were, we were talking, we were, we're having connection with people like that. Make it a priority. I just kind of feel like uh, it's too easy right now to, there's so many things on in our world, Right? So many things. There's a, there's, it's, when it's a lovely day, let's go to the beach. Awesome. When, it, when there, there's car racing, there's, there's all sorts of things on. There's, there's fears and there's, there's people to go and see and things to do. But can I say above all else, can I, can I put a bit of a challenge out there is to make Sundays a priority for you. Why? To make gathering. Because it's when the gathering comes, that connection comes, the pruning comes, the, the pollination comes. We can stand together, we can pray for each other, we support each other, we, we encourage each other. It's like the dressing room. It's like the dressing room of the weekend and you'll come here and you'll hear things that are said on Sunday, feel things and sense things that happen here on Sunday to help you on Monday and every day of the week. Make Sundays a priority. The second thing is, is, is this, is to complete the growth track that we have here. If, if you believe that God is calling you to this place and, uh, and that you'd like to make this your spiritual home or your church family, growth track is, is our fantastic step-by-step program to, to help you on your journey of connecting. And it's where you'll discover more about Elam, but you'll discover more about yourself. Because we believe God has gifted you. He's, a, he's anointed you. He's given you some passions in your heart. Uh, so come on, if you haven't done it, sign up today. Uh, the third thing is this, is, that, is to uh, step up and sign up for a small group. That men's group I went to was unbelievable for me. It, it, it changed me that night. So, so can I say it was a place of, of where I, I actually felt connected and that was good for my soul. That was good for my heart. Can I encourage you today that, that small groups are just uh, not a group where we all cry and hug each other. They could be, and that's great, but, uh, but it's, it's a place where, where we get, where as we get bigger, we want to get a, our church to be smaller. And small groups are one of those places where you will be encouraged. Someone will know your name. They'll be able to pray with you. They'll be able to uh, even text you during the week where, where someone will know you and, and be able to support you in your journey. Join a small group. I can't say it enough. The fourth step is this, and it's a really simple process, really just step just taking steps, being confident, being bold and walking. The fourth step is this, is just uh, is saying how you can make a difference and the dream team is where we, we make a difference. Now the dream team is just not Sunday mornings or Sunday nights, it's every day of the week. The gifts that God has given you are to be used for the kingdom of God. 
to serve others. And, and, and I've got to be honest, I put my hand up 100% and said, there's nothing more fulfilling in my life than serving others with what God has, has given me. I spent a bit of time being security guy for, for youth group for Friday nights for, for a couple of months. It was like herding wild cats, to be honest. But I loved it. So I saw these kids, these young people coming in and coming out and having an experience with them, loving the church, loving the house of God, getting to know God. It was just fantastic. So my, my hope and my prayer is that, that we're not just a church of, I want the power of God. I want the gifts of God in display, but, but I also want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I want us to be a church that, that shows what it is to love people, with, to be joyful, with, to possess the gifts of the Spirit like a signature over our church, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So what is the Holy Spirit saying to you right here? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? Can I ask that we bow our heads and close our eyes? And we're going we're gonna to close in a few moments. And, but there's a couple of things I want to... I want to put out there today. And the first thing is this, is that that the first step, it all starts, it all begins with knowing God and what it is to follow Him. And it's great news, it's the best news of all times. And, and it's simply this, that God so loved the world, He so loved you, that He sent His one and only Son to this earth. His name was Jesus to die on a cross. Why would He die for on a cross? Oh, because He, he took upon Himself uh, your sin and my sin, all our stuff that we may be forgiven. It's like a debt that we incurred that He would pay in full. And He did it willingly and freely for you and for me. It's such great news. He rose again and through what Jesus did for us, it means we can live our lives free here, not under the bondage or like in a prison or in a pit, but we can live in freedom knowing who Jesus is with a relationship, a personal relationship with God. And so this morning, I'm, I'm going to give an invitation. In a moment, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. And if that's you today, if you want to say yes to Jesus right now, or maybe you've walked away and you're coming back to Jesus today, can I invite you to pray this prayer? Just simply after me in the silence of your heart, pray this prayer. Dear God, today I give you my life. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Lord, I'm so sorry for not living your way but today I choose to believe that you died for me that I might be free so I give you my life willingly not under compulsion I surrender my life into your hands and from this day forward I choose to follow you so Lord thank you for saving why every eye is still closed and every head is bowed. We're not, I'm not going to embarrass anybody, not going to call anybody out, but I'd love to, to pray for you right now. And, and all I'm going to do is simply just count to three, and on the count of three, if you said yes to Jesus, you really meant it in your heart right then. All I want you to do on three is slip your hand up, slip your hand down so I can see and I can pray and we can help you on this journey. One, two, three. 